everyone. This is Grant James from USA Today Sports, and this is the Start Your Engines podcast. I'm joined this week by Holly Kane from NASCAR.com. Uh, Holly, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Grant. Now, first, let's let's check it out. It is you like my watch. That's pretty cool. That is cool. It's one of those uh, digital ones. It's a quarter of midnight Central Time, Texas, for that day race that we were supposed to have, but it rained. And when it rains in Texas, even when it stops, the water keeps seeping up through the ground. And it took a while, and then we, we finally had a race. So how are you feeling this time of night? I'm feeling good because it was a good race, even though it had to end because of rain. And it was a long day. But it certainly turned out to provide some interesting fodder for us to write and speak about. It did. Now, um, Carl Edwards wins. He wins under caution. I think 41 laps were left when uh, it rained for the second big time. And everyone just said, uh, no way, we're going to get this place dry by next June. So the race was over. Are you one of those folks, and there are some, who are just outraged by the thought of a chase race ending without going to the prescribed distance? I'm not outraged, actually. I don't have a problem with it. I think they did everything they could to get it in, and they did what they could do, and it would be ridiculous, I believe, with uh, so few laps remaining to put it off. Tomorrow the weather doesn't look very good here in Dallas. Terrible. Anyway, so I, uh, I think they did all they could, and I think it ended um, in a very reasonable manner. I agree. I mean, and you, you want a, a finish, but you know the rule says halfway. Joey Logano, who finished second, was obviously very very bummed out that uh, he didn't get um, a more of a chance because strategy might have been playing out where uh, he could have made a run at Carl. Carl had to play for the for the, the, the radar, you know, a radar race, and, and he said that Joey was catching him, but that's the rules. Joey said so, so it's in the books. He could have used that win very much, too. He could. He still comes out okay, however, because he will be the uh, highest driver ranked in terms of points. I think something, though, that, that they both might concede is what about all those guys that pitted at the very end as mm-hmm. well? Um, mm-hmm. You have Jimmy Johnson, I believe, was uh, the leader of those that did pit for new tires. So I think the end of that race could have become very interesting had it gone back green again. So. Yeah, uh, it's strategy always seems to, to, to play out here. You get the long green flag runs, and it comes. It, it, well, it was the same way uh, earlier this year. Truex is dominating the race. It comes down to a pit call, a very Truexy thing, a lot of in a, in a Truexy kind of year, and it didn't work out. And, and he he even led here, but but you know he got uh, he he got passed with that phenomenal pit stop. What what were those uh, those Joe Gibbs boys doing over there? I think it was eleven point eight seconds. Was that their their super hydro guns or something? Apparently it was. And- Carl was uh, obviously very grateful about that. But, you know, listening to Martin Truex talk after the race, he really did feel like he had a little something there. I mm-hmm. think he uh, really wanted it to go back green again and felt like he had as good a shot as anyone at, at possibly getting the win. That, that, to me, is an interesting dynamic. Martin Truex Jr., he won two of the three in the first round, and then, you know, this wicked version of the chase sort of spits him out in the second round winning the race um he's in it for trophies but by affiliation toyota affiliation there's carl edwards behind him you know he's not gonna i assume there's not gonna be a secret channel phone call where they say pull yourself over but that's got to be a really weird dynamic in carl's head and in martin's head because everybody knows that toyota be super into a toyota getting homestead and you know who knows how many are going to make it there the, the gibbs guys were so good they've got one in now and 
who knows how many are going to make it to the final. I mean, what do, what do you think is going through a driver's head at that point in time when so much is on the line? Well, um, in terms of, of what Martin was thinking, um, you know, I think at this point he wants to win a race and he really doesn't care about any of the other possible subplots that selfish. we want to read so into selfish. it all. But um, as you mentioned, I think that the Toyota drivers are going to be okay. Looking at the points here, um, you know, behind Joey Logano, you've got Kyle Busch, Matt Kenseth, and Denny Hamlin. But wait, but wait a minute. Hold on. You are not taking into account the law of foregone conclusions of Phoenix right there. Harvick, comma, Kevin in sixth place. Have you not written him in in thick ink with another win at Phoenix? You know, uh, that would be a very smart wise thing for me to do however, however i just don't think you can do that and uh, those toyotas have been so strong so i think this phoenix race is going to be if it could be any more interesting mm -hmm. or intriguing i believe it will be because they are all so close in the points well let's check it out we get the two winners in jimmy johnson martinsville carl edwards here um and then at 4074 jimmy joey logano kyle bush and then Matt Kenseth, 473, one back. Denny Hamlin, who was pretty average here today, I think he admitted that, at uh, 4,072, really close. And then Harvick's a little bit ways back. He, he's 18 points back, but I don't know. I, I think I'm at least writing him in with heavy pencil. I think of Phoenix. His numbers there are super good. Well, and and listening to him after the race tonight, he was super confident mm -hmm. that you know that he's still got that in his back pocket, and you know you would have every reason to believe that he does. Although strange things can happen in NASCAR, so they that's do. why we will watch the race. That's, they do, and even his crew chief, uh, Rodney Childers of Kansas, he was just sort of sitting there, thumbing through his phone, talking in that sort of cool calm tone like he does and he said this is going to end eventually i mean he's probably just probably just something he says to reporters he probably maybe he doesn't think it's ever going to end but but there's I mean, few places where you have a venue and a driver that feel as confident just and have it. right and have so much reason to mm -hmm. so i i think that that definitely uh kevin can go in there still feeling very hopeful see i just talked you into it no, you didn't talk me. I feel like I, I was did. already thinking. I feel like I did. Kevin Harvick also had an interesting night because he had a little uh, close encounter with Austin Dilting because obviously you know, back to the RCR days and Kevin Harvick's comment about uh, silver spoons. It, it was interesting that to me that Austin Dillon mentioned that in the interview, which showed me that that's still under his skin pretty good. Um, but then he was kind of given an opportunity uh, during the TV interview to, to ramp it up a little bit, and he chose to back it down. So to me, Kevin Harvick is the master of mental warfare in NASCAR. <laughs> and I think that was a double win for Kevin Harvick in two senses. Even though he said he you know, he admires them or he respects them, he likes how they race together. It, Dylan proved that that comment is still under his skin. So if it ever comes down to a situation where they're racing for something that matters, like a championship, advantage Harvick. He knows he's, he's irritated him. Wow. And I, I agree with you. That was very interesting to watch. It was. But, However, but Kevin also, was extremely adamant yeah. that there was no malintent on I don't think this. there was. No, I don't think there was. I'm not saying there was any malintent right. at all, but I'm just saying that it's, you know, it's like the breaking case of emergency, if he would ever need it. Okay, so that obviously bothers Dylan, 
but Dylan wisely chose not to engage. I think that would have been a horrific choice to to uh, shake a stick at that there bear. There is precedent. There do is not, precedent. Do not shake a stick at the bear. That's Kevin Harvey because he'll get you. He'll get you real good. So back to the Gibbs guys. Um, I remember back at Dover, you know, they, all the Toyotas go through. Truex won the race, and Carl Edwards was was, was kind of down. He was really self-critical about what he thought was a pretty poor first round and he was like he had to pick it up and, and they get through and the confidence obviously builds as you become more a part of this select group if you if you were looking at that group of joe gibbs guys is he kind of the surprise to have been the first one to punch his ticket to phoenix in your opinion that's a really good question you know and based on how they were running people would say perhaps that that was however you know he's kind of that guy that you really should never underestimate mm. And um, I, to me, what will be interesting will be to see how Kyle Busch yeah. responds and where he falls in all of this. He's the reigning champion. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was one of the people that was getting a little frustrated with the team orders, if we want to call it that. And um, I- I'll tell you what, he had a heck of a rebound today because mm-hmm. for much of the race, he was, you know, running between 15th and 20th. Back with Kurt. Right. And had the car issue and they had to fix that and spend extended time on pit road. So I think um, I was very impressed with where he finished. And I think that speaks to what kind of driver mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. For for this guy, for this being a, a, a champion, a defending champion, he has had a really low-key title defense. Okay, you know, take broken bones and all that mm-hmm. out of there and what incredible stuff he did last year coming back. Not under the radar, but it's been uneventful in a good way. I mean, they minimize the calamity stuff. And well, and he spoke about that. He said, you know what? Everyone right now wants to talk about Tony Stewart's retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jimmy Johnson going for seven titles so I think he kind of uh, he seemed to enjoy it was quite all right with mm-hmm. kind of being under a raid good deal especially in this chase the last couple of years it's been people running into each other on the track and attacking each other it's in the dark garage it's been very mellow it's been very mellow this year does that mean that Phoenix is going to be just all hell breaking loose just a 55 gallon drum of flaming wildcats flying through the air <laughs> I, I will say that the way the points are right now would lend itself to believe it's going to certainly get a little bit more intense because yeah. they are so tight and I just can't remember off the top of my head but I believe it's a tighter situation than it was the last two years mm, I think it was I think, it, I think you're right I think you're right okay put you on the spot time who makes it to Homestead with a chance to win the title? Oh, goodness. All right. I'm going to take Jimmy Johnson, and I'm going to take Carl Edwards. I was going to pick them. Can't. I got All them. right, okay. Well, I, I'm going to go on and pencil them in, and mm. then add to that, I think Kyle Busch will, hmm. and I think Kevin Harvick will. Oh, see? All that poo-pooing, and you went with Kevin I was Harvick. merely explaining options. Oh, Okay. All right. Well, I think you're right about Kevin Harvick. I think Matt Kenseth quietly just gonna gonna ease it right on in there. I got a feeling about it. It's gonna be good stuff either it, way. It, it should it's be pretty gonna be compelling, compelling TV. Should be pretty interesting. Well, it um, it it's all it's tomorrow. Congratulations. <laughs> So we came. We I feel like we started yesterday and now it's tomorrow. We did. We came from the East Coast time zone to the Central time zone. We had fall back, and then a race that was supposed to start at one started at night, and then we went into the next day. We're like time travelers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's getting silly. All right, I think this is this is time for us to, to get out of here. Thanks everyone for joining us. Please uh, continue to listen on uh, iTunes, and when you do, uh, give us one of those little like things, or Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or Castbox. I'm memorizing these things. Why are you making fun? I I am really impressed. You are you are a hip with it young man those apps those apps will yes. they'll, they'll entertain you all day and, and they're awesome so Holly thanks again where can uh, people come read your stuff either on Twitter links or how do you want those how do you want these folks to engage you in the social media sphere I would love for them to engage me on Twitter at uh, underscore Holly Kane C-A-I-N on Twitter and read me on NASCAR.com. Yep, do it. That's always good stuff. Uh, this is Brant James, USA Today Sports. Thanks for joining us. Uh, next week, it's uh, it's Phoenix. It's the big one. It's the big one before the big one. So uh, please check back. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>